0: 1992. Quote, Here lies the guy who hired Jonathan Ive. End quote. Robert Bruner, founder Apple's industrial design group, now founder of Ammunition and the designer of Beats headphones. I sometimes joke that when I die my tombstone will say, Here lies the guy who hired Jonathan Ive. "'Jonathan had shown up at my old firm, Lunar, on a bursary scholarship. "'He was this quiet, polite English kid with these models. "'They weren't just well-designed objects, he'd actually engineered them. "'I thought, wow, this is someone I'd like to have on my team. "'When I first got to Apple in 1989, "'I called Johnny to see if he was interested in coming to work at Apple. "'He said no. "'He'd just started his own firm, Tangerine, and he wanted to see it through.' In 1992, I hired Tangerine for this mobility project called Juggernaut. I have to admit, part of the reason was because I wanted to see if I could get him interested in Apple. They built some wonderful models. When Johnny came over to show them, it was a beautiful, sunny weekend in California, and when I asked again if he was interested, he said yes. Thomas Meyerhofer, Senior Industrial Designer, Ives First hire, now runs his own design firm. We wanted to put design forward as a competitive tool for Apple, but nobody really understood what design could do. There was a great urge from us in the design group to say, Apple is different, Apple has always been different. Bruner. There was a guy on our team, Thomas Meyerhofer, who was working on the E-Mate. We took the guts and the operating system of the proto-tablet Newton and put it in a clamshell. The idea was a very simplified computer for kids. That's where the whole translucent bulbous form of the iMac got started. Meyerhofer Every laptop you'd seen before was square and a big chunk of beige plastic. I wanted to make this product look light and fun. And because nobody knows what's inside those beige boxes, I wanted to give the feeling that there was something intelligent in there. I used a translucent plastic because that's the only way you can do that. It gave the product more life. Doug Satzker, Industrial Design Creative Lead, now VP, Industrial Design Intel. We worked on a lot of cool concepts, but still, under then-CEO Gil Emilio, design didn't mean anything. We'd design a product, and marketing would say, Well, we only gave you $15 to do this, and it's going to cost us 20 so we're going to badge a Dell computer or Canon printer. We were a marketing-driven company that wasn't focused on design or even delivering a product. I saw that if this was the way it was going to continue, then I should probably leave. Johnny knew that, and we had discussions about how the whole team would move if that were to happen. Meanwhile, things were even worse in the software division, where Apple's operating system had been surpassed by the far superior Windows 95. Cordell Ratzlaff, Manager, Mac OS Human Interface Group, now a User Experience Director at Google. There was a project codenamed Copeland, which was supposed to be Apple's next-generation operating system. It was probably one of the worst managed projects ever at Apple. After a couple of years, it was clear that it was never going to ship. Don Lindsay, Design Director, Mac OS User Experience Group now VP, user experience, BlackBerry. Shortly after that, Apple acquired Next, and, of course, along with that package comes Steve Jobs. 1998. Quote, Good enough to lick. End quote. The deal to acquire Next for $429 million closed in December 1996. Jobs would be named interim CEO of Apple the following summer. One of his first moves— teaming up with Ive, who replaced Bruner as head of the industrial design group in 1996, to redesign the company's desktop computers. Ive was just 30 years old at the time. Satsker For Steve's first interview with us, we cleaned up in the studio. We knew Steve was a loud talker, but that he wanted his voice to be focused on whom he was talking to. When he walked in the door, we turned up the music so his conversation stayed between the person he was with. Jeff Swerner, Creative Director, Packaging, now a VP at Evernote. Johnny manufactured every facet of that space as if to make Steve feel comfortable, from what they wore to the ambient techno music that was playing. There was an unwritten rule that if Steve came in, everyone had to slowly and deliberately move to the other